This is professional radio, gentlemen. That's front wheel drive. Sorry, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, what would you go for? Thanks to your Okay, and because it's not a supercar. It is. It's not. Automotive perfection comes in the form of two letters, A and U. Long live my LTD. Welcome to Car Talk. It's Tuesday night. It's me, Matty J, online with Mr. Scotty Doe Johnson and Mr. David Prince. How are you, gentlemen? I'm doing well, thanks, Matty. We're doing quite well, thank you, Matty. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, my friends. Uh, good to see both of your lovely, lovely faces. Bit to talk about tonight. Scotty's got a cryptic cars. So I, I, I wrote the quiz, but I was like, no, nah, we'll do cryptic cars tonight because because uh, because Scotty's all over it. <laughs> and uh, you know, he's, he's he's the golfing man. He's the he's the cryptic <laughs> man. He's he's the new new house man. He, he's everything. He, he's all things to all men, Mister Scotty, Mister Scotty Johnson. Um, <laughs> Jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's good. Look, good to see you, fellas. Um, we'll crack on with some car updates quickly. We'll especially around before we get into tonight's topic about what what do we think certifies a car to be cool. We'll get with David. David, you can start. David, uh, car updates this in the last week. Oh, I took the uh, carby off the '77 Civic wagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the members who's done a couple of restos on. Uh, on the early Civics uh, and has a 1500 like the wagon is uh, offered down at uh, Phillip Island to uh, rebuild the car because mine's never been spot on. It's it's all, it had a mind of its own, we'll say. Mm. Um, but the car was drivable. It's just really down on power. Um, and that's a, that's a jetting problem I've been told, but uh, this guy's done quite a few and he said, yeah, look, I'm happy to do it for you if you want to move it off and bring it down. So he ordered a good old Rock Auto uh, rebuild kit for it. Uh, it's a Kahan Carby. Uh, they also came with Hitachi Carbys, but the Kahan says are a much better Carby. So it's a, a good baseline to start with. And of course, you know, handed it to me and said, oh, well, I can see that's that's not good and that's not good. And the, that O-rings, you know, perished and oh, okay, well, let's wander it around at all, really. But uh, so I'm expecting big things from that. Um, he's down, lives on the other side of town, so I was able to um, take the car for a bit of a run out to um, Altona. Uh, so I took the N1, for a, gave that a bit of a charge up and went like a little train uh, at the uh, at the freeway. Oh, I, I heard out t- heard today that the city is finished. Lovely, um, lovely. They, they gave me a, uh, I have a, an open work order, um, and I actually dropped the car down there on the thirtieth of December. <laughs> so um, I'm glad they're not charging me an hourly rate, um, <laughs> because that would be not pleasant. But uh, the guy that was working on it had been away for a month, so that was okay. Um, and hey, it was out of the weather, and it was safe on a, on parked on a hoist, and not even the tires were getting tired. So um, that was uh, that was good, but. They, um, it had a bit of a leak from the cam seal as they delved a bit deeper into it. So while the uh, timing belt was done and the cam cover was off, so they replaced the seal. And he he said the car the, the cam's probably got a bit of wear. It's obviously it's showing twenty eight thousand k's, but it's not twenty eight thousand k's. It's obviously one hundred and twenty eight or two hundred and twenty eight or three hundred and twenty eight. 
a bit hard to tell with a uh, with a five-digit odometer. I'm pretty sure it's 128. Uh, the rest of the car condition is so good. Um, but he said these the, the early proteases that we had did develop some movement and some wear in the cam, uh, and they were put you put a new seal in, fitted it all up, took for, for road test, came back, it was leaking again. Mm. So he actually used I'd never heard of them before, but he said I he said he used a, I think he called it a a super sleeve. No, a super seal, super seal, and it's basically a stainless steel ring that actually goes in where the cam seal fits, and is actually not crushed into place, but it creates a new mating surf- surface for it. Uh, and yeah, solve the problem. Brain test not leaking, and that all started because I wanted him to check the tappets. It was quite tappety that engine, but now it's purring like a pussycat. You can barely hear it, hear it ticking <laughs> over, and. Uh, he said, oh, I got it as good as I could. I said, it sounds amazing compared to how it was. It sounded like a tractor when I brought it in. Uh, so that's good. That'll be nice to, uh, to have that back on the road. I'll probably pick that up on Saturday. Been a, quite a bit of movement around the trade this week, of course, with the Grand Prix this week. I had to do a repair on a DBX that was going to be picked up yes, uh, tomorrow. Uh, by one of the um, F1 drivers for Aston Martin because, of course, they have to have transport when they're in a new city. So no um, Fiorio for them. Uh, So one of the press DBXs was uh, listed into service, but they discovered someone had backed into something and broken the rear uh, uh, diffuser on it. So would I possibly do it? said, I probably could. I probably could. Actually, their terminology was we need a love job done. And I, I... I said, what's your definition of a love job? Love job <laughs> normally is that you want something done for free. I'm not going to work on a $480,000 SUV, you know, for a Formula One driver to drive around Melbourne while <laughs> races in town for nothing, just because, you know, for the love of it. So, uh, oh, no, no, we didn't mean that. I said, good, okay, let's proceed then. <laughs> so, uh, that car was fixed and, um, yeah, it'll probably uh, – I'm not casting – aspersions on on any of the formula one drivers but i have known cars to be loaned out and come back not quite in the same condition they were actually um started in so mm. we'll see how that one ends up but that's about me city civic and um yeah that's matter. That's, that doesn't matter <laughs> before we get to you scotty we've been joined by mr bunting how are you edward hello everyone sorry i'm late yeah it's okay we'll we'll give you we'll give you a sort of a, a verbal warning first and final yeah. A, red, uh, a red card. Red card. Red card. <laughs> it's a very sporting analogy for you. Hmm. It's very good. So I don't see you into sports at all, Edward. So this is quite. What do you mean? I went to the gym last night. To the game. To the game, and last Friday night I drank beer and watched the footy. Okay. So Whoa. You... Oh, jeez, okay. that's 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 new for you, Edward. That is very new for you. Yeah, I really like watching footy. <laughs> And who do you follow, Edward? Hawthorne. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, Scott. <laughs> I bet you're not enjoying the footy at the moment, Matty. Oh, let's, not, let's not talk about <laughs> Scotty. <laughs> I even, here's a little side note. I was walking to the station the other night or near the station and this girl had just come back from the Essendon Hawthorne game. And I didn't, I hadn't watched that one. So I didn't actually know who'd won. And I saw her scarf and I said, oh, can I just ask who won? And she said, bombers. And I was like, oh dear, I go for Hawthorne. So, uh, yeah, so I showed an interest. Mm. Mm. It, it's, well nice you, it's nice that you've got an, another interest besides uh, besides the automotive topics, Edward. Yeah, that's right. I'm very, very well-rounded. He's a, he's a sporting <laughs> man. 
Yeah. Is, is, is it AFL now? Can can you believe? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was watching Josh Dunkley get interviewed. Um, you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a surprising. You know who that is? That's, that's impressive. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to name drop every. Maybe he's got his golf tips. I'll be sort of doing the footy tipping. Oh, oh yeah, nice. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, we, we should we should have Ed's tips. Scotty's golf. Uh, just don't make me do one tonight. I'm not prepared. No, you're doing it tonight. So we'll. we'll uh, uh, Scotty, updates with you, my friend. So I could picture um, Ed rocking up to car meets and he opens the boot and pulls out his footy. Yeah. <laughs> have a bit of a kick around. Yeah, have a bit of a kick. Kick to kick. Uh, on yeah, his yeah. sun visor, he's got his footy cards, you know, just, just stacked in there, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, car updates with me. Uh, again, very quiet. Um, just spending time trying to get the house organized and buying some bits and pieces here instead of car stuff. Mm-hmm. But Saturday I am going to the Formula Ones. Formula One. Ooh. Yep. Going Scott to the Grand Prix. Uh, it should be good because they got the for the first time the Formula Twos and the Formula Threes. Mm. So that'll be a bit different. Um, it goes to fairly late now, too. I was just having a look at the schedule. So you got some V8 supercar. Um Practice qualifying first up. You then you've got some Formula Three um, sprint races in there, and then you'll have Formula One go out and do their practice. Mm-hmm. And then after you got Formula One, we'll do their qualifying. And then after that, you still got a V8 supercar race, and then the Carrera Cup before it finishes at like almost eight o'clock. That's pretty good. That's a good. That's a good day's worth of racing, really. Yeah, yeah. there's plenty of it. Yeah. Yeah. So no, no celebrity so, challenge, I'll just say, you know, like it's that's left a huge hole in the event, I reckon. <laughs> Seeing people who can't drive just scream around the track and destroy cars. <laughs> I remember you watching that on uh, on TV, yeah. and the celebrities, I'm like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> there's quite a bit of that, it was I'm always entertaining. That. I mean, uh, David. There was the, the the minis. They did the minis. They did the yep. uh, they did the the BMW one series. Mm. Uh, just, just Ford laser. They, they, they did the Ford Laser SR two series. SR two, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes. So Holden Calibras one Calibras. year. Yeah. Oh. They did the uh, Nissan Pulsar Vector Triple yes. S's. Yes. My 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 uh, P plate car. My my license car. Pulsar Vector Triple S. Oof. I always remember the ad for that. It's Nissan Pulsar Vector Triple S S. It was like a, such a powerful ad, like it's such an eighties <laughs> miserable ad. It was great, <laughs> uh, but that should be good, Scotty. That should be real. That should be real fun. Yeah. Other than that, uh, unfortunately, the skyline's still just sitting there. It's okay. I'll have to sit there a little bit longer So I get everything organized. Organized here is pretty much taken most of my time at the moment. Probably the next step, I think, is I'll organise an auto electrician to come around and just just check it out, do a few bits and pieces, get that headlight working and just check some of the connections because I've heard it can run a little bit rough and a little bit of a miss because of a couple connections. I can't remember exactly, but I um, I saved it on my phone. So I'll bring that back up because someone's had the same issue and you got the guy to look at some connection part there and um, rewired that bit and it's been running absolutely mint for him since. So, I mean, when you think about it, all that wiring in there is pretty bloody old. Mm. You know, you're thinking all the way back to 89, 1989 wiring. So a little bit crunchy, Mm. crunchy and old. 
89 is pretty new to me. David and I sort of think that's pretty new. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I always kind of thought, you know, yeah, 89 is not too old, but when you do the maths, my goodness, even just yeah. 2000s, I'm like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird that like my laser's coming up to club permit soon. I'm just like, I'm like that's like, insane it, it feels like that car like i remember when that car came out i remember when they were new and, and it's and like yeah. i i like i was a kid when they were new and you know as i mentioned on the show that my next one we worked at ford got one brand new that was that was his that was his daily driver and i'm like i'm like oh you know this is so cool we had the old ke laser which was never as good um and then uh and now it's like it, that car's 22 years old it's just you know i'm i'm yeah. My daily the Subaru Liberty is um, 20 years old. Wow. <laughs> and when you think about it, like when I have a look at like marks and stuff like that, like, oh, I just feel like it should be in better condition until I realize it's 20 years old. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, there are a couple of chips. Yeah. You know, it's got 200,000 Ks on it, to 240, I think, 240,000 Ks. Ed Gaskins. 20 years old is pretty darn good. I think at this point, Scotty, you should just keep it and put it on a club permit. You may as well. That, that, that car will probably go on club permit before the Skyline at this rate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you're wrong, Matt. Harsh. <laughs> yeah. Harsh, but um, feeling hurt, but uh, not wrong. Very <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, no, good. It, it, well, I mean, I really like that Liberty. I think that Liberty has done very well for you, Scotty. So uh, I think, uh, you know, if couple more years it'll be like wow it's club permit time yeah it's uh, yeah it's been really really good at at the moment it's still running fine but it does need a new power steering belt it gets the squeaks oh yeah it'll do that it's pretty squeaky but then it goes away once you start it up and let it run for a bit and it goes away but still bit of RP7. i should probably do it yeah try, try try tighten that up or put a bit of like like um like like davidson on there like just it's a bit of a, I don't yeah, know. I, I've done that. It probably lasts probably about a week or so, and then it just goes back again. So yeah. just put a new belt on it, Scott. That's what I'm going to do when I got to a bit of time. I'll um, hopefully it's not too tricky. The air conditioning belt and pulley was easy to do, so I think I'll probably have to remove the alternator and stuff to get to it. Actually, in other Subaru news, sorry, another car update from just quickly. Um, a friend of my daughter's had her um, Impreza pinched. She had a 93 Impreza, so one of the very first shape five doors. Um, and our local mechanic that uh, Ed knows, um, oh, mate, the door lock's gone and the um, ignition lock, you know, they jammed something in the ignition lock. I said, well, that's right. If you can get it out, I said, I've got a great guy that, great locksmith, um, and he fixed it, a lock that had another key jammed into it. Anyway. He got it off for me. He said, look, it's really not worth fixing. The car's just, you know, it's, it's had it, you know. it's She should update the car, you know. And uh, she doesn't want to do that. She's all for saving the world and, you know, not throwing away something. How, how many, what, 93, how many Ks on it? Um, Good question. It's not, not astronomical, but, you know, it's got, it needs drive shafts, it needs a muffler, it needs this and this and this and this and this. So it's it's and it's been like that for a while. She's slowly chipping away, but anyway, some mongrel pinched it, smashed the door lock, and 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 destroyed the ignition lock. Anyway, couldn't get a second hand. It, the locksmith said, "Look, I can't fix the lock. It's absolutely US inside." He said, yeah. "You'll have to get a second hand one, and then I'll code it to match." And blah 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 blah. Um, and then I thought Rock Auto. I thought I wonder I wonder if Rock Auto's got anything that would we 
bang, 93 Subaru Impreza, steering barrel, two new keys, delivered to Murrumbina, $65 in four days. Oh, that's great. That is so wow. good. Yeah, yeah, it was just incredible. He said, what do you mean you got a new lock? I said, I've got a new lock. I hope it wins. He said, well, you know, we hope it works. I said, well, we do, but for 65 bucks, it was probably worth the risk. Worth a punt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. So 65 bucks, and even Burson's, Burson's um, – it turned out the key in the door had, had already been broken years ago and she had a second key for that. Well, that was just a Burson's. They've got a, a door lock listed for Subaru um, for a whole lot of cars, but obviously, you know, the, just the barrel for the door. And that yeah. was E3, I think I got that for. So well, new, new aftermarket one for the for the door for 33 bucks and a brand new for 65 So could be a very good to get back on the road. I always liked that trajectory like i really respect what she's doing in terms of keeping that car on the road because otherwise it just goes to scrap and yes it'll get recycled to a degree but it's it's far more environmental do you say it to keep that car running for another five ten years or whatever than than going and buying another one and rampant consumerism of producing more new ones so and often they get written off as such silly things like that and you just go well if you're smart about where you go like you guys have been um, it's really satisfying to sort of go, well, okay, even if it's a thousand bucks to do drive shafts and a muffler and a good service and the door locks and give it a polish and a vac and spending a thousand. And if that gets you another three, four, five years of motoring, that's really cheap motoring, exactly, like, exactly. real cheap. <laughs> once I had a chat to her with it after I'd spoken to the mechanic and, you know, he, he, he wasn't keen, but once I talked to her, I thought, well, we've got to have a go, you know, like hmm. we've got to see what we can do. She loves the car and, and it was her first car. She's had it probably 12 years, you know, 13 yeah. years, something like that. And, um, yeah, just a plain white GX Impreza 5-door manual. It's manual. She drives manual. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so hopefully it'll live again. Yeah. I think well, that's good. Cool. It's a shame to see things end up at the wrecker for relatively minor repairs yeah, when, when, when they are inherently good cars, and we see it all too often. Um, I mean, like my Tarago, you know, that was that yeah, was not because of the steering column damage or the, the the ignition lock damage when they stole it. They didn't even damage the door locks. I think they got into the sliding window, but um, <laughs> but um, it was written off because of that. And you just think that's nuts. The rest of the car's perfect. Well, I had to get a um, I had to get a sensor for my laser years ago, like. And and I remember, and I went to the, went to this record. They said, "Oh yeah, we've got we've got a we've got a fresh SR2 in stock. Actually, just came in last week." I'm like, oh, "Okay," and I go there and I recognize the car. It was a guy from my area. It was a silver SR2, and I'm like, "This there's nothing wrong with this car." He's like, "Yeah, you're right. There's nothing wrong with it. The only thing it, it did the, it's on the head gasket." And the guy's like, "Oh, just get rid of it." And he threw, he he's like, he gave it to us. He gave, oh. like, so I mean, that happened on your car, and you you've proven it's. I mean, you re- rebuilt the motor at the same time because you yeah. your choice, but because of the case and everything, but. It's just that's not a right offable thing. It's probably probably what six seven hundred bucks to do a head gasket, and the thing's perfect. Yeah. So like the the car was mint, and and I was like, oh well, I'll I'll I mean, I, it broke my heart the door, but I took bits and pieces off it, and I was like, well, I'll take this, I'll take that, I'll take this, I'll take that, and I'm like, so he actually he's, he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, it's not worth to fix it, so he he pissed it off to us, and I'm I'm like, what a shame. Should have like, just bought the whole car and done the head gasket and driven around in it. You know, I was actually half tempted, but it was on it was sitting on another car. They just they plonked it on top of another. Yeah, car. I know that's they they often. I just, and I was I was like, I hate it because like underneath it's all going to be damaged. So I was like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I took a few bits and pieces, and I, and I was just like, oh, what a waste, you know, like. <laughs> 
Shame. Yeah, hadn't done many Ks either. Like it, it, it was, I think it was like 250 or so. Like it, it was, it wasn't much. And um, I think probably the same thing happened to him, just age and age killed, kind of killed, yeah. killed that gasket. And um, I'm like, yep, throw it away. I remember the car because it had, um, it had like a like a little, little graze on the rear bar, and I was like, I, I know this car. And he's like, yeah, is this? Yeah. You know? And I'm like, that's it. Yeah. Oh well. Did you so, did you see the black SR2 I tagged you in the other day? It just said no. You didn't obviously. Oh. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> it just I, said move along. Nothing to see here. Actually, that's what I tagged you. How oh. I tagged you. <laughs> okay. I'll I'll have to I'll have to. And Matt took oh, no. literally. He did move along, he, and he didn't, he didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Edwards, updates with you. Oh, what have I been doing? Bit of driving MX-5, nothing too exciting. A uh, bit of driving multivan. Well, I'm sort of back driving multivan. Uh, as I mentioned last time, it has a potential mechanical issue uh, that I'm sort of monitoring. So I'm back driving it. I'm loaning it to uh, Rowan tomorrow. He's going to drive it down the country and uh, do a few days in it to put some Ks on it and just see how it behaves. Um, what else can I tell you? What else can I tell you? Nothing, really, nothing else. How boring is that for me? That's very dull, isn't it? No, that's all normally, right. Normally, I've got something else going on. I know. Usually, you do, Bunting. Usually, you do. Oh, I'm a bit out of sorts then. What do you got, Maddie? Well, I had uh, the Rona. It got me again. The spicy cough got me oh, again. Oh, yeah, the spicy cough. Um, so, they got me uh, towards the end of, oh, geez, on, on, on Wednesday, really. I, I was I'm dead to the world since, since then. Went back to work today, which, which has been nice. Um, but uh, well, I had some time to do some stuff on cars, so I did a did a just got a piece of like I had all these little trinkets and things that I've gotten at the records that I hadn't yet a chance to put on some cars and 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 do. So I I think I messaged you guys like the little the little washer washer clip I yeah. put put that on and just the little yeah. things like that. Um, did that um, tidied the garage a few times. I installed a head unit reverse camera, and in um in George, who you guys I think you guys have all met George. He's, he's Pam's Pam's other half. Uh, mm-hmm. He bought he bought an XJ Cherokee, a really low miler, like really nice example, um, which are kind of becoming a sought after car now because they're actually quite um quite a robust quite a robust Jeep for and 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 that's probably the only Jeep that people would buy because they're they're quite mechanically reliable. So I installed that all for him because you know he's like, yeah, you just do it. So I was like, oh sure, I've got nothing else to do. So I, I did that. No, that was fun. But yeah, my, my sister, she uh this is this is why I messaged you earlier, David. She's like, she's like, my car's running rough and the engine lights come on. I'm like, oh okay, bring it over, you know. Uh, well, you know, don't don't bring it over because I'm sick. Take it to take it to Ratna. <laughs> um, so she took it to Ratna and he scanned it, and it needs a airflow sensor, uh, airflow meter. Just yeah, one of those things. It's done. That car's done three hundred thousand k's now already. So, um, wow. uh, so I have to. Uh, so I, I called the place. Said, yep, we've got some, but the only place that's got them is in Clayton. And I know you, Mister Prince, does a bit of driving around the world. So I thought I might get you to. Potentially pick that up for me, and I will come pick it up off you, uh, to because uh, I won't be able to get there during work hours because they close at five. Um, get your sister to go pick it up. She does the same thing. She's got she's a teacher. We can't get there at this time. <laughs> Mr. No, I have to get her to go after hours. It's too hard for us to do stuff as teachers. we don't get weekdays off. I only get three months off a year. <laughs> yeah, but not by our choice. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, forced, forced to have three months off a year. 
Yes, exactly. I start all the other kids and everything goes up, gets all expensive. It does. Mm, And if we need one day off at any time, we can't use our um, personal leave or anything. We don't get paid. Mm -hmm. You tell them. You tell them, Scott. You tell them. You have been told. (laughs) (laughs) I don't accept it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, maybe you should try rock auto. Maybe you'd, you'd have them in your hot little hand in yeah, you know, rock auto. at the end of the week. <laughs> end of the week. Yeah, well, yeah, I just jumped on rock auto site just like a minute ago. I was like, oh, I can get a few, I can get a fair few things. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, I kind of need to get her back on the road ASAP. Um, like the castle drive, she's like, it's just, it's just idling really poorly. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's, yeah, an, an airflow sensor will do that. And then she's like, it smells like petrol. I'm like, yeah, it's running rich because it would just be mm. overfueling. Um, so that's totally fixable, very easy thing. We're not going to throw the car away for that, uh, Mr. Prince. Um, this case scenario. This case scenario, it's just, just a sensor, not a not a head gasket being Subaru life. That's, I think that's been virtually virtually me. Oh, I'm thinking of, you know, like I, I've been in my time to do nothing. I've been, you know, kind of just Photoshopping some, some, some the side profile of the scamp uh, I want to try put try put like some some interesting uh, interesting things on there. Graphics, uh, you're putting graphics. graphics on it. I want to put I want to put like a like a cool retro graphic on it. I think that'll that'll be cool. If mm. like it's either that or the one stripe over the over the side of the car, like like the one thing. Oh, the one stripe could be cool. Yeah. Um, yep. So I want I want to give it something. I want to give it a personal touch. That's easily reversible. Don't worry. Um, okay. Okay. Um, so I want to give it I want to give it like a nice personal touch, which I think would be kind of cool. So on, on that thought, sorry to interrupt. No go. On that thought, I, I wanted for the R thirty one Skyline just try and find a um, an old Nissan dealer back in the day and yeah. get get the retro sticker yeah. and put that on the Ooh, back. Now we're talking. Do you know yeah. where it was sold new? Does that car have books? Uh, no, it doesn't. Okay, okay. If you can, I mean, I mean, it doesn't really matter at this point. If we can find an old sticker, there'd be one online. I could, I could remake, I could remake that for you, and we can, um, I can put it on your car. I'd so buy that in a heartbeat. I can, I can get it. I can uh, make all that happen for you, Scotty. So we'll we'll talk after the show. But I will, if you can find a good one, I'll recreate it, and then um, I'm, I've got a printer that does that does vinyl you know, prints, like like I did my stickers. Nice, um, and they can. Uh, yeah, if you had like um, you know, Ridge Hunt Nissan or um, yeah. Edson Sales yeah. Center back in the in Elizabeth Street or um, McLean's Titoff, they were another one in Melbourne. Lots of so lots of cars. Yeah, I think that would look really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, they really do. The um, I've had a um, from years and years and years ago. I remember they used to just pe- the when they're detailing cars, they just peel the stickers off and stick them on the on the you know, the cabinets in the in the detailing bay. And years ago, I was at a dealer and they had a really old John Lear sticker, early you know early to mid seventies with the old Honda logo on it and stuff. And I said to the guy, "Oh, can I have that? Yeah, yeah sure, sure." So I can remember this would be twenty five years ago. Carefully peeling it off in one piece. I've had it all this time. And yeah, Mitch scanned it for me and, and and has made copies of it. And because the stickers are a bit old and aged, they look all old and aged too, because it's just a scan of that sticker. That's cool. And it, it looks brilliant. So the wagon's got one on. Was actually sold at John Blair on before, back at one stage. Um, and the city's got one on it, even though that wasn't sold there. But I haven't got the right sticker for that yet. But it looks red and period, so really good. Scotty, I, I think that we, that's a new side hustle for us. We go to Renzo, like you and I will go to car parks and then even go to the wreckers and we see the old things. We take a photo of them, scan them with our phones, do a real nice copy of them, 
take him and just, and just recreate him and say, here, you want you want an old original sticker? It doesn't matter. I, said, uh, so. I reckon people would really like that. I reckon it's absolutely. A good absolutely. Mm. So uh, imagine going to Cars and Coffee and just opening a briefcase in the boot of your car with all these different old school stickers. And like, <laughs> that'd, 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 be, that'd be so sick. That'd be I reckon sick. That, would bring a, that would bring a crowd. Yeah, I, I can completely agree. Because it doesn't matter, you know, wherever you go, all these car shows and stuff, they don't really have those retro stickers that you'd want, especially when it comes to Australian delivered cars. And Australian delivered cars are getting more popular. So, you know, you've got an old Magna or something like that. You'd want just to, you know, because they're coming in more popular. So you'd want to find out where it came from originally because all these dealers are all closed and done. But it would be so cool to have that sticker. The Ford have really good um, uh, historics department. I know it can take a while to get, get it through, but you can get a printout of your car and from from the VIN number with the colour and, and all that and the, and the dealer that it was dispatched to. Yeah. So those sorts of things are really good, a really good tie-in. Yeah, Ford actually, it's a free service too. Like I've I done it for all my cars um, except the Fiesta because I haven't. Because <laughs> you were there when it was delivered. Because I was there. Um, but you give them your VIN number and it takes them about two weeks, but they, they tell you every car, like how many were made, how yes. many in, in that spec, how many in that yep. color, how many with those options, how many with those accessories. Um and where it was and where it was uh where it was sold new like this its original dealer which which is which is really cool it's it's cool that it's a free service it's like like they don't, they don't have to do that but like that's that's it's very cool that is awesome so uh but yeah I uh would would highly recommend if you it, it'd be good if other com- companies kind of did that too said oh yeah we've got your Honda Civic you know you know on on our on our database. Yeah, oh, it was it was sold me. it was sold at Astoria or you know yeah. where where have you and you know, give you a date of delivery and and you know and it uh, you know even it even tells you when they were made you know on those on those things so so it was, it was it was pretty it's pretty cool it's a pretty you cool. can get them for any UK built car there's a good system oh, in the cool. UK um, they're called heritage certificates and you can yeah, anything that was built in the UK pretty much any brand um, cool. you can get a certificate and that and obviously for the Aussie delivered cars it actually tells you the dealership you know. D- Dispatched a kilo Faulkner, you know, on the seventh of June, nineteen sixty-four. You know, sort of that's awesome. That's actually really, really cool. Uh, it, it, the fact that it tells you when it, when it was made and everything too. I'll have to, I'll have to send you guys the uh, the one for the typhoon because it says congratulations, you have found a uh, like a genuine FPV. Like I was like, oh, that's that's really cool. Like you know, it was uh, <laughs> it was it was. And it t- tells you the build number, it told me the build number and everything on there. I was like, well, yeah. this is, this is it's, you know, I, I guess my car's not a fake one. Then, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good sign. No. Uh, Edward, you had a question? Oh, another thing I was just going to, more a statement than a question. The Association of Motoring Clubs, AOMC, uh, is an organisation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't quite know what they do, but anyway, one of the things they do is they inherited or purchased all of the old um, Dewey Decimal System type cards from the Motor Registration Office in Victoria. So if you have an older car and you have the engine number of the car, if it's original or the chassis number or the original reg, you can find out often those other numbers uh, and they'll for a fee, go back and do a retrieval for you. That's for cool. example, my first ever Mercedes Benz uh, 280S 1970 didn't have the original plates on it when I got it. It had been swapped to sort of personalized plates in the 1970s. And I wanted to know what the original reg was. So I had obviously the chassis number of the car and the engine number of the car. So I wrote to the AOMC um, and via their details on their website and whatever, 
And eventually they wrote back to me and um, said, oh, yep, we found the car and the the data card and your car was registered, you know, KPP 191 on this date in 1970. Um, So I was able to find out the original plate number for that car. So now it only goes up to a certain point and then they swapped over to computers and then you got no chance after that. But for anything that's sort of like 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and I think maybe partly into the 80s, you might be in luck contacting the AOMC to get details. Yeah, that's cool. Was it really KPK? No, KPP. Uh, it was KPP191. My scamp was KPK089. Oh, close, close. Very close. close. Yeah, yeah. And oh, the other car I had checked at that stage, I, I owned my MG Midget. And when I bought that, it was like IHC012, which is a mid-70s Victorian plate. But the car was a 69. And they said, look, there's no record of that um, on the, in any of these Victorian data card system, that car at all. So he said it's highly likely it's, but it was an Australian car. So he said it's highly likely it's come from interstate and, and mid seventies has been re-registered here. And it was that sort of number until I got it. So, um, so they don't always, doesn't always work, but at least you get some sort of history on your car. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I love all that. Like it's especially like, you know, picking up a car that that's that's again very very old and you nowhere know where it came from. I actually kind of want to do that for my scamp now. See see where that see where that originated from. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, you want to be careful though. Sometimes sometimes you find out stuff you don't want to find out. I know a certain person known to all of us who actually um, finally got the details on his car and turns out it was yellow, not red, when it left the factory. Um, and. And coincidentally, somebody else who I managed to track down the original details for the car through the dealer network that I do work for, one of the dealer networks, uh, and it was um, red originally, not yellow. So <laughs> coincidentally. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So sometimes you find out stuff you don't actually really want to know. Wouldn't you be able to tell if a car has been painted a completely different colour? Well, um, they, they did a good job because, like, the whole car is all you, you wouldn't you wouldn't tell for like all. Oh, what brand of car are we talking about here? Starts with um, H. One one starts with H. Uh, and, and one starts with F. Ford. No. Ferrari. Perhaps. Mm. <laughs> okay. Not awkward at all. Moving <laughs> <laughs> on. I was going to say, getting back to getting back to cars that were stolen, um, David. There was a there's a guy um, that I think you guys were seeing his car at at a Sakura picnic, and uh, it was it was another MR2, but it was a two tone MR2, so it was it was white over black, and he he painted mm-hmm. himself. I did see that, yeah, yeah. It got stolen the other the other night. Oh, cool. stolen from Glen Iris. Uh, so if you see oh. a, if you see a, a Panda first gen MR2, uh, hit us up on the show because um, he's. Pretty devastated. So, uh, That's shocking. Was it in locked garage? I have no. I think he was staying at someone's house or something. I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, but it's an unusual car to steal because I mean, unless you're just wanting to joyride, maybe. But um, it's sort of quite distinctive and iconic, and those things get noticed. Mm. Um, so it's sort of, you know, you, you've got a very good chance of that being seen by someone because it's not a common car. No. The best thing, I haven't seen that one on social media. The best thing is to actually put it out on social media if you possibly can. Um, I have a friend who had who has a Honda City Turbo that was pinched. Mm. And and that that, that aided in the recovery of it. Absolutely, absolutely. It was found within two days, thankfully unharmed. And uh, But, yeah, the same thing. It's quite a distinctive car for mm. someone to pinch. 
but you'd think, well, they either, they either really wanted one or <laughs> had no idea what it was. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's not unusual. You sort of think, oh, if you want parts off one, how much are the parts really worth? If you try to hock the car to someone, well, it's going to stand out like anything. You know, it's not not a great idea. No. Steal something boring. Go steal a territory or something. <laughs> There's a million of them. You'll never get found. You'll never get caught. Or my car trailer, you know, that's very um, mm. not script. But anyway, gentlemen, car theft. You know who you are. Don't do it. You, know, it's, it's... <laughs> you stay in school. Don't be an asshole. Anyway, we, we, I, that's one thing I do not like car thieves, but. Mm, definitely. Yes. Um, but moving on, gentlemen, to tonight's topic. What do we think makes a cool car? And 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 what are the criteria that makes certain cars cool? For example, and I got thinking about this because when I was editing the show last, uh, you know, for, for last week's episode, I was like, we talked about how cool the Jimny is. Like it's just unanimously cool. It's the cool. It's probably the coolest new car on sale. It doesn't drive very well. It doesn't really. It's got no power. Uh, but it looks so funky and cool and interesting that it sells bucket loads and it's yeah, it's loved and everyone's like, wow, the Jimny's are universally cool. Whereas you know a '79 series, as we we're saying, is nowhere near as cool as a as a Jimny, and the Jimny is only like you know they like start about what 30k plus, you know, and they they go up. So yet that's a cool car in 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 the grand scheme of things. Now again, cool cars are subjective to everybody. Like everybody will say, oh that's cool, oh that's not cool, and you know you you, you might have a, a you know a bit of a bit of a punch on about it in terms of discussion, but. It's it's interesting that, that like there's certain cars that we would just say damn that's cool or like there's certain things on a car that like yeah if cars got that it's instantly ten times cool like Scotty was saying uh, in the chat uh, pop up headlights instantly makes a car cool like like no no, no 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 matter what it's just it's just instantly instantly cooler so I want to know what your criteria are guys and and what and, for, and give us a, give us give us an example so for example you might say you know uh, Toyota you know, Mark three super over a Mark four super Mark three is cooler because it's eighties and everything from the eighties is cool. But what, what makes everything from the eighties cool? Pop up headlights, the crazy tech, the, you know, the, the over the top engineering and et cetera, et cetera. Hence making it a cool car. So like for me, like Benz's, Benz's from the eighties are very cool because like they were just complete tanks and like they, and they, they, and they looked very of the, of their, of their time. But like a new buns to me is just so uncool because I just like I have no interest in them at all, which is which makes which which hurts me to say. But that's just that's just how it is. So I'll go around. I'll, I'll let you guys go. What do you think constitutes a cool car? What do you think makes a cool car? And what are some cool car examples and and how they relate to the statement? Hmm. It's a good question because I, I think what makes something cool, um, you don't have to think about reliability. That's out the window. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be practical. That's out the window. So it doesn't matter about any of that. It doesn't even really have to drive well at all, and it can still be cool. So, like, the Jimny is, like, you know, it doesn't – Well, and everybody that drives and said they kind of don't drive that well because they, that they're they a ladder-on-frame chassis car. They're, they're, main, they're meant to be an off-roading car, which is what they're mm. made to do. they got no power, but – they're just cool. Like they're just unanimously cool. So Scotty, explain that, explain that in more detail. So I guess it's, a, it's almost like a frame of mind. It's just the, it's got to come down to looks obviously. And the problem with looks though, is that it's um, so subjective. Mm. Some people think it's cool. Some people think, yeah, it's not that cool, but 
I feel when it comes to car people, people that are into cars, it, it's completely different the way you look at what's cool and what's not. So compared to someone that's not really into cars, they'll just say things like, you know, your supercars. So they'll just see Ferraris and say that's cool and Aston Martins, that's cool. But when it comes to car guys, you look at that a little bit more deeper and tend to lean towards something that's unique or maybe something that's unique about that car. And it can just be one little thing. Um, I guess, for example, how you're talking about the 80s, the funky dashes and that that would come with it that you'd have and the way it displayed everything. It's so retro and 80s now that I don't care what the rest of the car looks like, (laughs) just that interior shot with the crazy steering wheel and the way it does the revs and it's just... Like the electronic dashboards and stuff. Yeah, yeah. When they were starting to bring those in, it just looks so cool. And, And you can pinpoint a cool car just from that. It doesn't even have to be what it looks on the outside. It can just be something so simple like that. Um, so if I said to you, I, Scotty, if I said to you, sorry to interrupt you, if I said to you, Subaru Vortex, which which is exactly what you're describing, crazy interior, wedges and all sorts of crazy-ass angles, um, you'd be like, yep, that's, that's definitely cool. Yeah, 100%. That's cool. It's something unique about it. They've tried something completely different than what you would normally see. And who cares if it didn't sell very many or, you know, it just lost so much money on it. That's not the whole point of what makes a car cool. Mm. Yeah. It's, I, I feel like a lot of it comes to, comes down to like a unique, just something unique about it. It's got to be something there. So you got your pop-up headlights, you got crazy electronic dash, you got crazy lines and everything. Um, whether it's a little bit boxy or whatever they've done. I mean, you've got Lamborghini Countach, for example. Everyone knows that's that's a cool car. It's not practical. <laughs> uh, it's From what I've heard and from many people, it's not a great thing to drive. No, it's miserable <laughs> from what I've heard. <laughs> it takes so much oil, so much oil to um, do an oil change in it. There's nothing that great about it until you look at it. I mean, it's got a rear wing that actually does nothing. <laughs> it is there. Just here's the doors, though. Yeah, exactly. There you go. But it's see, that, that's why here's the doors. That's so unique. That it cool. Yeah, it's cool. But see, that's think, why I, lo- I love the '80s because the '80s was just a time of excess, right? It was just it was excess. Mm-hmm. It was you know, and companies didn't care. Like they were they were willing to willing to um to be bold. You don't get that anymore. That's why I love cars in the eighties. That's why. That's mm. why for me the MR2 is such a special car in, in 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 my heart that I've, that I've kind of always wanted and lusted after was because it was just such a weird looking you know wedge. The interior is wedgy. Everything is everything was designed with a ruler in that car. Like there was, <laughs> it was you know, it was it was just completely ruler designed. Uh, which and then that's why everyone's like, oh, but the SW20 is the better car. And I'm like, well, it might be. It probably probably is in a lot of ways. But for me, it's always been the the, the first gen because I was just so cool and retro and and like the, yeah. in the as, as you were saying, alluding to Scotty, you know, companies were doing electronic dashes, and if if there's a car with an electronic dash, it's autom- it's it's you know, automatically cool. Like the, companies tried in the '80s, and that's why I think a lot of '80s cars are just like for me so very cool. Like they were daggy cool for a very long time. Now they are actually genuinely really cool. Yeah. 
I think, yeah, there's a couple of different streams. Like Carl was just thinking about it and cars that personify an era, you know, in, in future years become cool. So something that's chrome bumper and really 60s or 70s in a funky colour of that time, you know, that becomes cool. It doesn't have to be an exotic car. You know, it could be like an E.H. Holden from 1960-something is a cool car because you don't see that sort of shape anymore and it's got the chrome bars and it's um, got a vinyl bench seat and, you know, there are things about it that that history shows you because they're not around anymore, you know, that, that's now cool because it's different to what we have now. And the 70s cars were different. You know, there were a lot of, like Datsuns with all the gauges along the, the dash mm-hmm. in the 70s. Like 240Ks and the Z cars that had the voltmeter and the oil pressure and that, you know, you don't get those sort of gauges now, you know, in pods like that angled towards the driver. So it was very common back then. Yeah. It was a normal car, but hindsight makes that cool because it's something aircraft you Aircraft cockpit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You don't, you don't see that aircraft cockpit now in that way. Um, so there are cars that are more way out design-wise, like the Countach, um, that were always, even in their time, were kind of like, whoa, uh, and that that's really a looks thing or a performance thing. But even mundane cars can become cool with age. And I think we we talked about it in a recent episode where an everyday car like my Tarago or a, or a Tirana sedan or, you know, something that was just run of the mill, you know, just the fact that it's preserved 30, 40 years later and still on the road makes it cool because yeah. – it's a survivor, you know, and that, again, it's different to everything else that's around. So I think it's about just being different, you know. Um, will a Mitsubishi ASX in white base model now be cool? Um, it won't be because of design or, you know, it won't be because of its looks or anything or performance. But but in 40 years, if it's one of only a handful left, a bit like Andrew's Magna wagon, you know, from the 80s, then it will be cool because there'll be none of them left, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds ridiculous, but that that is sort of what will happen. It could happen because a lot of the new cars now are such throwaway Mm. Yeah. You, yeah, you don't try and hold on to them. You just throw them away and replace it with something else. So mm. I feel like you know, in forty years' time, if you've still got a great wall, yeah. special. <laughs> exactly. I think it, when you start talking about design features that are inherently a bit cool, like you said, the pop-up headlights is is you know always a bit of a, a cool thing. You know, um, no question. I think frameless doors or like pillarless cars where when the windows are down, there's no central pillar, you know, and you like Subarus, a lot of them, like yours, Scotty, I think, you know, you open the door when the windows are down, you've just got a door. There's no frame, you know, um, that inherently is kind of cool because it's different to a normal door with a, with a frame on it. Um, Sunroofs, I think, make a car infinitely cooler even even a plain car you give it a sunroof and yeah, decent wheels make a car cool um you can have two cars identical very plain but if one's got really kick-ass wheels on it you know cool yep. feet yep. looks cool as we always say the wheels maketh the car <laughs> they do they, they, they do. definitely do I, I, I go just, back even. Oh, I was just going to say, go back even a bit further. Fifty-nine Cadillac Eldorados with oh, the yeah, fins yeah. of any any car. I mean, cool. <laughs> not my genre. Not my not genre. My but genre, known and loved by cool. a lot of people, and undeniably cool. Especially you see one in a metallic pink or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. 
and 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 that's the sought after one because it had the highest fins of all that right. finned area. Era, era. That's right. There was no bigger fin than that car. That's yep. right. Fifty nine Eldorado. Yeah. When I was working on that on that Jeep, right, and like you guys are probably going to be, oh god, here we go, but. Like I stood back from it. Like the car, the car's mint. Like it's really clean. It's just got it. Like if you don't look at the bonnet, because the bonnet's just peeled, but the rest of the car is fine. I'm like that's a cool looking box on wheels. Like it was, it was designed in the early '80s. That car and went all the way to like, I think late nine, like late 2001 or something. It, it went it had a very long, very long lifespan. And I'm like, it's it's a box on wheels, and it kind of looks like a Barbie a Barbie Dreamhouse car from California back in the nineties. <laughs> like yeah, that, that's that's exactly what that car would be. And I'm I like, think it was a Barbie Jeep. I think you could get it. <laughs> I'm like, all you all you need to do is just paint the car white, put some put some gold wheels in it, and you got you know put some like you know put two broads with you know uh, bleach blonde hair, and you know and the, and they have the windows down and, and cruising down the beach. I'm like, that is that is personifies what cool is. Like that's just a instantly a you know instantly a cool car so it, it it can come in many different forms and but like you were saying yeah it could be it could be the mitsubishi asx which 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 we know today is it's a miserable miserable car but the <laughs> hello to mitsubishi if you're listening yes hello to mitsubishi. <laughs> Make something good, mitsubishi. God damn. yes please <laughs> you're giving, you're giving us they did it's called the pajero that's right thank you matthew uh, but but see like the you're doing good things with giving us 10 years warranty, Mitsubishi, but give us a good car. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I just like, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a hard thing to put you to put your, to put your finger on because like you, you walk into like, for example, when we go to cars and coffee, right. And, and you know, we're walking through, you know, the thousands of cars that are there, you know, like they're, they're, just, they're everywhere. Like, you, you know, and there'll be things that you just walk past. Like I'll, I'll walk past most M cars these days, most AMG. Those be like, yeah, whatever. Like RS cars, like the Golf Rs. I don't even, I don't mm. even bat an eye. But I see, uh, you know, like a, you know, for example, like that, um, the Magna, uh, you know, the, the TP Magna wagon, and and uh, three of us in this pocket just stood there and stared and was like, <gasps> like whoa, you know, like it was, it was, you know, super duper cool, like things like that. And, and your, your friends, um, speedster, which is like a mock-up, but that, that, that looks sick because it's just like, it's got, it's got, mm. it's got flat black paint and it just looks, it looks really, you know, really cool. Yeah. It gets, it gets respect because I guess it's, it's, do you think cool because it's different or do you think cool because it's just, it's just genuinely inherently cool? Like, uh, I mean, yeah, I think like I was saying, it's, it's um, cool is because it's different to the norm. You know, I think you could yeah. put that as a statement and different to the norm could mean be for many reasons. Like the Jimny is different to the norm because of its cheeky retro styling. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a typical light SUV, like a, Volkswagen T-Cross or a T-Rock or a, you know, whatever else is in that segment, a Hyundai Venue or something, you know, the Jimny is a, you know, um, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's different. So old cars are inherently different because there's not as many around. So whether it's an old survivor or whether it's an old car that was way out styling like that Cadillac, it's different. You don't see it every day. And that's why kids stop and point in the street. And, you know, that makes it cool. In terms of new cars, I suppose all you've got to go on is really some out there styling or maybe, a, I mean, I'm, there's not many features that I think are particularly cool because they've all been done before, you know, like head up displays been around for years and 
Um, I mean, maybe something like a, an S class or what was it, a Maybach or something that had the star starlight roof liner or whatever, where you <laughs> you look up from the back seat, it looks like you're staring at the the cosmos. Um, you know that that that's a cool thing because it's different. Not not every car has that. Um, you know, Honda CRX. I think about that, like Del Sol CRX from the early '90s. You know, it was very different styling. It was a target top that went in the boot. The electric back window, you know, would come down electrically. Um, that was cool because it was very not the norm. Hmm. My friend's Navara had an electric back window actually more recently, and I thought <laughs> I didn't think the whole car was cool, but I thought that feature was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but again, a feature you don't get in every Ute, so it's sort of Something a little bit different. I want to make two two points to that, uh, Edward. First point regarding the Jimny, old styling, cheeky, old school styling. Well, look at the seventy nine series. It looks like there hasn't changed, and it hasn't changed in like thirty years. But but then it's still not as genuinely not as cool as a as a Jimny. Like uh, it- maybe maybe not because the Jimny's a bit more cutesy and comes in funky colors. But but I think you could argue there's a lot of people that still think a 79 series is very cool in the same way that a G-Wagen brand new is very cool to a lot of people. It's not so much to me, but but again, it's different. You know, a 79 series is like you can still buy a truck from the 1980s, um, you know, brand new today for a lot of money. And, um, and that makes it cool because it's so old school, you know, it's a new old car, basically. I think the, the I think the gym just referring to the Jimny comparing compared to the seventy series, the Jimny's retro, but it's also small and it's also quirky. And I think the miniaturization yeah. ramps things up a bit too. You look at the mini when it first came out in fifty nine, you know, mm. that was again a classless car. Like it, it, it people from all genres and all all yeah. um, and what, why was it cool? Because it was not like anything else that had come before exactly. it. No one had done that before. And in both sort of styling wise and size wise. So it became, it became cool because it, it was different. You know, if we just churned out white Camry sedans and nothing other than white Camry sedans, um, then it's very, a, a very uncool world, but you know, well, you won't be able to use that reference for much longer. You realize, but they disappearing the Camrys. Wow, that's quite a thing. They're still exporting them, though, I'm pretty sure. I better snap one up while they're before they become <laughs> rare. Well, if it's got a hybrid hybrid badge, it probably would be three years. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, but that, that car, you know, a brand new Camry today in 30, 40 years will be cool because there'll be none left and it'll be a rarity. Yeah. So well, is that is that the definition? Of cool, then are we leaning towards that? It's cool because you don't really see them. Is that the only reason now? So, for example, as Matt was saying, you know, he walked past a whole bunch of Volkswagen Golfs and M cars and AMGs because you see so many of them around now. So, is cool what you don't see around anymore? I think it can be partly what you don't see around anymore and partly um, design related. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that G-Wagon you referenced, um, Ed, because I think the original ones that came about, were they 80s? Yeah, I think early 80s, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you maybe, see one yeah, of those, Maybe even 70s. Early, I think, I think the 70s G-Wagon. Okay. It might be 70s, yeah. But, but we see, never got you know, them here for, for until... No. Yeah, there, but, uh, there have been a few imports. And, and I mean, um, they had t- tartan seats, you know, like yeah. to sell seats. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, that's cool to me. Whereas a G wagon that you can buy isn't. So it's the rarity factor, but it's also that survivor factor too. Yeah, correct. Right. I, yeah, I I would agree with you there. Like, I think you you were saying to me once, David, like your friend's got a G wagon and a, and a Jimny. Is that, is that, and then they, 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 they kind of, you know, did a bit of you know stuff on on the on the Jimny, and it looks better than the G wagon. And it's- yeah, absolutely. They yeah painted basically painted the wheel arches and the grill, color matched it to the to the metallic grey of the Jimny. Um, but even the little pickup on the of the roof line is identical to the to the G wagon. So oh. it it, it uh, just at the tailgate top of the tailgate there um, makes it cool. Makes it cool. It makes it. It makes Sometimes. it. Cool, but also, it also makes it like, for example, classless. Like you were saying, like yeah. you know, if, if a person that can afford a four hundred thousand dollars G wagon is buying a you know thirty thousand dollars chimney, you know, that's well, that's right. In the same, in the same, in the same fleet, I guess that's kind of uh, you know s- says a lot about a lot about a chimney. And but but to to reiterate your point about you know seeing a lot of them, I see chimneys like probably probably three or four every day. Like I kid you not, they're everywhere. Like, mm. but they, they, no matter what, no matter how many times I say, I'm like, damn, that's cool. It's a Jimny. Like, yeah, like, yeah that's oh, right. That's, that's right. Because of the design, you know, yep. the design is inherently. It's funny. As far as school goes too, sometimes I think placement or, or environment can um, can make a difference. You can see a car in a particular sort of environment and think, wow, that's 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 really cool. Like a, you see a Citroen 2CV anywhere and it instantly you think, yeah. you know, rural France and, you know, um smoking goa cigarettes and eating croissants and all that sort of stuff fee 500 is the same you know roll back the sunroof and you're driving around the coliseum and all that sort of thing even discoveries when it when i've been in um uh, been in the uk i i look at discoveries and think oh they're so cool you know like that's exactly what you need you know they look great on the road over there the little lanes and, and all that sort of thing and they're obviously pretty capable uh when they're Running sweetly, uh, when they're not, not so capable. When they're, when they're uh, and, and you think, oh, I've got. I have thought previously. Oh, I'd love to get a, have a go with the discovery, and then I think come back to Australia and look around, and you know, go to the workshops and think, yeah, no, I don't want one here. So I think they're cool over there, but I don't necessarily think they're cool here. So um, there, there is a car, well, not a car anymore, as a Unimog near near where yeah. I live. Like, like I, I can, I, I walk past it with Thomas every day. And yep. um and it's like it's in full camo and I'm like <laughs> Unimogs Unimogs are just cool right because like they're just stupid but like that that makes that makes them kind of cool because they're just ridiculously huge and and um and and they shouldn't exist but the fact that they do it <laughs> that the fact that they do is just is just even better um but but getting back to your point like I was gonna say my second point earlier in terms of like you know features and, and things that make it make a car cool like for me there's only a few cool cars for sale and, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think one of the coolest cars for sale is the VW Arteon. Um, Cause the, the, the whole bonnet's like a clamshell kind of like the whole thing opens up uh, like, like a half clam, half clamshell. It's got pillarless windows. It's a sedan. What did I say? Yeah. Windows. yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's got a, it's got like a, you know, it's got an analog clock in the middle of the dashboard. It's, it's, it's got little touches that make it up. Like that's actually kind of a cool car. Like, like and then you see, you, you see a few on the road and you don't see many, but when I do, I'm like, Oh, it's an RT. I'm like, you know, like you, I, I wouldn't bat an eye at Volkswagen normally, but you know, after seeing them, I'm like, yeah, I actually quite like them. Um, I mean, I would Design. All in the design touches. But it's the design touches that, that have made said, yeah, that, that's a cool car. Like, and there's not many new cool cars, you know, uh, I love I love Kia Stingers because I I think the I think the the, the 
I, and this is getting me because I'm a designer, but the the typeface of Stinger looks epic. I'm like, I, I like how they how they they wrote the Stinger, and I'm like, I'm like that that for me is like where every time I say I'm like that's a cool looking, a cool looking badge, and and I, and I respect that it's cool because it's it shouldn't be made today in a sea of SUVs. Like it, I, it's it's a losing proposition, but you know that it's still it's still got made. So. Uh, I think there's that factor as well. Like it's made and like it's it's like a it's like a Yaris GR. Like that car had no reason to be made besides to go rallying. You know, it's a it's a genuine homologation car. And every time I see it, I'm like, yep, that person knows what he's got or she's got yep. or they're got. You know, it's it's a it's a car that they've said. You know what? I don't want to be. I don't want to drive an SUV. I want to drive a bloody road going rally car that's very capable. Here's my fifty grand. I'm gonna go buy one. You know, so it's. Uh, it, it's interesting that that yeah that, that you, you see you see kind of the new car like some new cars can be cool but I think color plays a part of it too um, you know and that ties into design I suppose in a way but you can have a, a very plain looking example of something or a, or a funky color of its era of something and it's it's cooler. Mm. There are certain colors that really lend themselves to certain cars and we've talked about that before but. Um, yeah, I don't know. The hero color that's always sometimes a bit outlandish is is often cooler than a, a plain silver or a white or something. But depends on the car and the brand. You would mentioned this before too, from a sales point of view. You know, people will often go with the safe. Yeah, they love the thought of going with the hero color. Yeah, but, but they won't because they they're scared color. I say I might have said it here before, but you know people are scared of color on their clothing, uh, on their cars, and in their homes. So I mean, how many houses do you walk in these days that have got a, a color anywhere on the walls? It's all bloody white and beige mm-hmm. um, because we're all too scared. Um, whereas in the seventies, oh, they weren't scared at all. You know, like you had green kitchens, you had pink bathrooms, you had you know, psychedelic wallpaper, and and the cars reflected that there were autumnal ochres and yellows and browns and lime greens. And there were some fantastic, you know, colors to come out of that era, uh, which weren't cool 10 years after they were new, but 20 years after they were new. Oh yeah. Now it's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It comes back, doesn't it? Exactly. So I think, I think color plays a part. Well, it's interesting. When, when I went to the dealership to order the Fiesta, the whole car ride there, Steph was like, are you sure you want to do green? Are you sure you want to do green? Because it's it's like, you know, you sure you haven't thought about the white or the silver or the black or you know? I know I'm like, I'm like, no, no, I'm getting green. Like it's you know, and it, it got to it got to doing the ordering stage, and um, I'm like, oh, I'll get it in mean green. And the guy's like, yes, like the, the the dealer was like, yes, finally someone's ordering a cool color. <laughs> and and like I could just see Steph's head just go, oh, like it's just just, just like I just, I just just saw like her, like it was like her soul left her body. Anyway, she's like she. She's like, oh, we still got some time to change your mind. So, so uh, <laughs> the dealer for your message, I was at work. He's like, yeah, I just want to confirm the color before the car gets made. It's getting made next week. Just want to make sure. And uh, and Steph's like, your last chance to back yeah. out of the group. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, don't know. I don't know why she's questioning you on that. I think it's fantastic. It's but then, but here's, the thing. Here's, the thing. here's the thing, Edward. When we saw the car, she's like, "You, you made the right choice." She's like, "It looks epic and green." Like, and then, <laughs> and, then, and, then and then, like when we went on the drive day, Edward, you know, there was all these blues and whites, mm. and, and then mm. and the car that stood out was the green one because it was it just it looked so different, you know. And it was, yeah, I'm I'm glad yeah. I went with the green, you know. I, I like a color, definitely like a color. Absolutely. I've got a few plain white cars, but only a few, you know. It's, it's other than that, it's nice to have a color. And I didn't buy any of them new, so I didn't get to choose. Besides 
besides color, okay, what are some factors like that we can end on before we before we move on to uh, cryptic cars? What are some factors that instantly make a car cool? So some of the things that, that we're going to type, but we've just we've just talked about. So color is one. Uh, age, you guys have said like if it gets to a certain point, I guess like you don't see you don't see forty year old Magna wagons anymore. So uh, that, you know, that makes it verity. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, funkiness, like I guess, I guess that's why the the Jimny's the coolest car on sale because mm-hmm. it's styling, just, styling, stylish. So styling, definitely. Uh, what were some of the other things that, that we that we mentioned? Could we bring in nostalgia? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that might play a large part. Um, you know, companies know nostalgia to us is huge. Mm. Bringing back our youth or just remembering what things were like. Um, Nintendo, Nintendo did it. New Mini. Yep. Yep. Bringing it all back. In one. Um, they're all doing it, and I think that plays a massive part too. Mm. They've all run out of ideas, Scott. Yeah. Well, well it's no different than like movies, really, is it? Uh, yeah, let's remake it. Yeah, remake the eighties film working on nostalgia. Yeah, I think oh. the Fiat Five Hundred is a cracking looking little car. I reckon it. it, it oh, I reckon yeah. out, of, out of all of the um, all of the little cars that, all, all the, you know, out of the Mini and the, and the Beetle, I think. You know, like the, the while the mini in the middle did did very good and and they and they look great. I think the one that now absolutely a hundred percent nailed it was the, was the Fiat. Like I, I think it, it, it looks. It, I see them. I'm like, yeah, it's such a cute car. How can I not like it? Oh yeah, I remember it's a Fiat. But the um, <laughs> the the fact is like it's it's nailed and and it, and then they sell they sell quite well because you know they've got that nostalgia factor and a lot of people that have got original five hundreds. Like, like like your friend have, um, have the new one so, you know, mm. and it's just, it's just like it's, it's a nostalgia factor so I, I think that's definitely got something to do with it yeah mm. you're spot on there Scotty and then when a bath gets their hang their hands on it oh. mm. there's a the yellow one down ripper. down the street from my parents and then I'm just like damn that's cool like it's such a cool <laughs> it's, it's an angry looking car it's like I'm angry for being such a small I'm so small I'm angry you know there was actually a Maserati version of it too. to get into a Ferrari it's cheap when you get a Ferrari mm. yeah <laughs> Actually, sold them at Sagami's on the Ferrari off the Ferrari show um, showroom. They oh, have yeah. white Ferraris and saying, "I oh, will have one of those too." They're, they're so cute, you know. Well, so, can come along, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a Maserati version of it too. Oh, yeah, really? my neighbour's got one. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. It's like a, it's like the Maserati homage Fiat Five Hundred or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, did and they were like a metallic burgundy. Yeah, purple. that's it. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's still the Fiat 500, isn't it? It's just like a, oh, Mad- yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just a Maserati edition or something. That's right. That's right. But the, the clever thing they do, and I mean, that model has now run for, gosh, what is it, 12 years or something? Oh, yeah. At least, unchanged. at least, yeah. Um, but they keep keep the limited editions coming. There have been so many different, yeah. the Dolce Vita edition, the diesel edition, the, I can't think of the other ones, but they're, they're because they're all Italian names and quite long. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, they had, the, they had the badges across the back or down the side and they, they come in with funky colour combinations and the light-coloured steering wheels to match the light-coloured trim and stuff. So it's it's very well done. I've got a feature for you that, well, it's not one, it's multiple features that I think are cool. Things that are sort of motorised or um, can happen by the push of a button that aren't normally. So, like... Okay. You know, when you get in a car like like my old Benzes, and you push the button on the dash, uh, and pneumatically the rear headrests flip back. That's cool because so it's cool. it's mm. been there since the eighties. You know, the seat belt that feeds its arm out to you in my coupe is cool because it's not 
so common. It certainly wasn't back then, and some cars have it now, but it's not common. You know, most cars don't have that. Um, on the old Cressida, you know, um, whatever, MX, Pardon? whatever. Yeah, the panel on the dash for the climate that you push and it, you know, it electronically goes in and reveals more buttons, you know, to customise the climate or whatever. That's cool. Uh, anything, anything like that um, that's not common, like the Taragos that had the, um, you know, the fridge in the back, you know, the, the cool <laughs> Not cool. most cars don't have that, you know. That's cool. So those those electronic-y sort of features that um, were sort of just trying, just going on a bit of a whim, you know, finding something, finding something a bit different. I think in in retrospect, those things are like, ooh, cool. I can, you know, you only when you push a button, like on my S class, I had you'd push a button, and the, the the button, the other row of buttons would move down, and it revealed the tape player behind the button. <laughs> um, and you don't expect it because it's it's like having a hidden door in your house in the library. James Bond. Yeah, you just push a book, you know, and a door opens as a secret. <laughs> well, it was like that in the S class for the tape. Cool. I was like that C forty three AMG had the the sports seats, and you flicked a little switch, and the bolsters would actually go and squeeze in on yeah, you. Squeeze <laughs> you. That's so cool. Electronic, just like air pockets in there, but it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Electronic gimmickry Stop that. Myself in the Scott <laughs> Scotty. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, Toyota. If you do a new MR2, which has been rumours of, and it looks similar to like an, a first gen AW11, I would put my money where my mouth is, and I would potentially buy something like that. I in a color, in a in, in, a, in a, nice. absolutely in a color. I, I would, I, I would definitely do that because that'd just be, you know, you, have, you gotta have the matching pair. Like yeah, David, you got the matching That's pair. That's right, matching uh, pair. Matching pair, you, you'll have to have the matching pair. Um, but yeah, like it's, I think everything that we've just just discussed makes makes the car cool. And like every car's got their cool features, like you were saying, Edward. But um, I, I think I think as a, as a whole, it's if there's one big factor that we think that makes it the most cool, I think it's got to be styling. Like out of, out of all the factors that we've discussed tonight, it's it's the styling of a car that makes mm. that that's probably the biggest factor to making it cool. Like as I said, I. I want to not like the new Fiat 500. I, I I want to not like it because I know mechanically they're not great, but I can't. I love them because they're just so cute and they look and they look, you know, and they and they look really cool and and you know and there's a bath version that looks angry and you know it's 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 hard not to like and and I guess that makes it a cool car. That's why the Sengyong Static will probably never be on this list. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If the Static- if there's a Stavik in like 15 or 20 years, that's like mint and, and rocks up the cards of coffee. I'll be like, you know what? That's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> my, my friend is, a, is a, a motor trader, like a wholesaler. So he buys and sells wholesale. And he said, something came up at the Stavik one day and I said, you can't be serious. And he said, he's made money on every one that he's ever bought and sold. Really? Are you yeah. serious? Wow. Yeah. Like bought from somewhere cheapish, sold at wholesale. He's made money on every Stavik. And I'm like, I really have no words for that. I have no words. Yeah. It's yeah. people like, like a static. Mm. Okay. All right, gentlemen. Well, I think it's this time. time. Let's go. It is time Let's. for uh, Scotty's Cryptic Cars. Now, Cryptic Cars. Oh, yes. It's Cryptic yes. Cars tonight. Uh, we'll do the car quiz next week. Uh, Scotty, I've already got the notepad up ready to go. The floor is yours whenever you're ready. All righty. So. Welcome back to Cryptic Cars. I have got some movies thrown in there as well. 
um, and a whole bunch of different cars. We're going to start off very, very easy. So make sure you are ready to go. Question one. Oriental slide. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was my favorite. That was the best. That was the best one. What was that? What was Oriental slide? Tokyo (laughs) Drift. (laughs) Drift. (laughs) Wow. Uh, all right. So, so for our new listeners, what this is is basically a uh, how would you, would you explain it, it? It's cryptic. It's it's words that relate to the to the car or the movie, uh, but they're not the same word. And you got to kind of guess which car it is or movie it is. That's yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right, Scotty. The floor is yours. Let's kick it off. Question one: Volkswagen Insect. Ed. I heard Ed first. Oh. Thank you. I was first. Uh, that is the Volkswagen Beetle. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Nice, simple one to start things off. Dude, that, that was tight. I, th- I think. I think I heard. I think I heard David. But anyway, that's, uh... I heard me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem with the internet. Depends um, <laughs> the connection. I, I swear. I, like I've had times where I've beaten. I swear I've beaten all of you, and I've no, good. the accolades have escaped you, Scotty. <laughs> That's all right. I'm getting MBN and everything hooked up, so I'm going to have Ooh, yeah. very low ping, and I'll be hammering away. <laughs> <laughs> it's a win for Scotty. Whatever it takes to win. <laughs> very competitive. <laughs> all right. Question two. Can't remember if I've done this one, but um, I thought, why not? We'll do it again. It's going to be two words that you need to put together. So it's a Ford Rumble Fowl. Fowl as in F-O-W-L. Matthew. Matthew. It's a Ford Thunderbird. Yeah, Thunderbird. Mm. Nice one. Nice one. This moves into our first movie. Well, in the title, it's you'll figure out it's a car. It's not really a car movie, but I wonder if you've watched it and if you remember it. Oriental slide. <laughs> Done that one. Yeah. I'll have to bring, yeah, it I'll bring it back. In one. I'll bring it back in one of them. <laughs> Question three. Bro, wherefore art thou my autumn? Ed, tree? Matthew. Oh. Or Ed. Dude, ah. Yeah, dude, where's that guy? Damn it, Ed. <laughs> that was a funny film. That was such a peculiar but awesome film. It's... Mm. I haven't watched that for a long time. Hey, man. like that movie. Question number four. GMC Hurricane. David. Matthew. David. GMC Typhoon. Yeah. Hmm. Well done. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. Is he Typhoon? On the board. Now we are going back in time for question five question five an oldsmobile cutlass best david david oh cutlass supreme yeah supreme nice to hired an oldsmobile cutlass supreme in la wow many many moons ago many, but... many oh, <laughs> was it a, was it at least a 442 like yeah four barrel four uh, four exhaust i think i think it was i don't know i can't remember it was black with red interior and we had a u-haul box on the top because there's no luggage room in the middle and there were four of us wow so we had this u-haul pod on the roof <laughs> yeah keep the luggage in sure sure yeah supreme ugly grill 
It was probably the precursor to the AU Waterfall Grill, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where they got it from. Yeah. Uh, Scotty, would you like a score check? Yeah, halfway score check, please. Uh, halfway score check. Uh, David and Ed on two apiece, myself on one. Um, I should have been on, uh, you know, but but anyway, I'm not going to complain about the internet. You've got to get the NBNs. Get the NBNs. I'm hotspotting off my phone currently. Oh, my, there's your problem. Because my dad had a fight with the uh, with Optus, so, um, so, so now we don't have the internet here. Uh, 4G or 5G? Uh, 4G currently. Uh, yeah, I think it's 5G. There's, there's your issue. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. Number six. I wonder if you'll get this one's a little bit different because it's not just the model itself. I'm going to tell you the model, but obviously it had a make as well to go with it. So the Holden Commodore Finale or the Holden Commodore Termination. David. It's a word that means the end. David. David. David, can you hear David? <laughs> David, David. That would be the Holden Commodore Omega. Oh, yes. Got it. Oh, well, okay. Is that, oh. is that what that means? Is that what I mean? Oh, Omega. Yeah, like it's the last, the last oh, yeah. letter. True, yeah. Okay. And it's the last letter in the Greek. That was a bit predictive, wasn't it? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only a couple of models left and then done. <laughs> it evoked its way out of here. Uh, <laughs> I see what you did. <laughs> thank you, thank nice. you. I, 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 need a vacation uh, there after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going to stump you on that one. Well done. Too clever. Question number seven. This is a movie. All right, you got to be pretty quick. I've got my ears switched on. i got the volume turned up. <laughs> movie title is Crazy Maximus. <laughs> Crickets. Oh, oh Crazy God. Maximus. What is Crazy Maximus? Maximus. Oh, no. Oh. David? Oh, no. No. Uh, I was going to say the big steel, but no, it's the wrong way around. <laughs> Could we get a hint? They have, there was originally two movies, and then I'm pretty sure there's another two now. Maximus. Jeez, <laughs> no, I'm getting no. a Oh, what's another word for crazy? Crazy. Silly. Mad. Matthew. Uh, Matthew. Oh, uh, yeah. Were you in there, or did you want me to go? Because Mad Max. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Okay. Well. Oh no, well, you, you get it, Matt. You take it. No, no, that's no, right. You, you said Mad, and I was, I was just that's all right. So you can have it, Ed. It's fine. Oh, no, no, Maddie, I insist. No, they, they, I'll just uh, have it. Yeah. Right. Uh, point five each. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> all right. Okay. Next one. Question eight. This one is uh, a little bit different, okay? It is a fact. A fact. So I've got the name of a car and then the fact. It'll make sense when I say it. Okay. Thumbbeam, biggest cat in the world. David. David. Tiger. That was Tiger. me. Yeah. I got the infer. <laughs> Score check. Myself, 1.5. Edward on 2.5. And... Currently leading uh, on four is David. It's still anyone's game. Anyone's game. They had a V8 engine, the Tiger. They did. 289, wasn't it? It was a littleish, little V8. I think they had a 260 first, uh, which was the the real baby Ford. um, Yeah. I think think they went to a 289 later on, but yeah. Cool, cool car. Who's ready for some obscure car brands that you don't really hear about? Oh, yeah. Uh This is my forte. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. 
The human devil. Ed. Matthew. Ed. Human minx. Oh, not the minx. Not the minx. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, Matthew? Matthew? Uh, uh, the hunter? Nope. David. What about the human human hobgoblin? David. Oh, is this a different car or the same car? David. Same car, just different. David, movie. go, David, go. Go, David, go, go, go. <laughs> that would be the human imp. Yes. The imp. Uh, the yeah. See, a minx is a bit naughty, though, like the devil. It is, isn't it? I like that. Mm. Mm. Okay. Final one. Question number 10. The Studebaker tyrant. Oh. Or the Studebaker totalitarian. Ooh. Oh, Ed. Ed. Is there such thing as a Studebaker dictator? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well done. Yep. I'm thinking like Hawk, Octavia, it, or not Octavia. Yeah, I was thinking like, Avanti, Champion. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to go through these names. Yeah. The Mark was one. I'm thinking none of them mean that. Well, you know, I was going to say the Studebaker Hitler, but I thought yeah. uh, <laughs> I'll try some other words first. Yeah. Sure. Studebaker Saddam Hussein, the Studebaker. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's such an awesome car name, though. Um, they look pretty cool, too. Yeah. Like the Sangyong Chairman. Mm, chairman. Yeah. W124 uh, Guts. W124 Guts. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Uh, All right. Well, would you like a score check, uh, Scotty? Oh, yeah. Let's see who won. Um, tonight's loser is me uh, on 1.5. Uh, Edward the internet. Edward's second. Yeah, I'm blaming the internet. Edward is second on 3.5. And tonight's winner on a grand total of Cinco 5, Mr. David Prince. Well done. Oh, well Thank done. Very Thank you very much. Well done. Well done. Very well done. Uh, you, you've you've, you've um, extended the old brain for me, Scotty, because I remember the first one of these did. I don't think I scored one. I just <laughs> could not. Well, you're smashing it now. I mean, the one that I thought everyone was stumped on, you got straight away. I was like, oh, okay. All right. You know what he's doing? He's going, oh, yeah. to, he's going to bed and he and he's 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 getting like he's looking at all different obscure car names and movies and he's trying to think he's, he's right okay for example Ford Falcon what can be changed with Falcon he write Ford and then we'll put all these different arrows and he's like bird of prey oh bird of prey yeah well and, I'm uh, looking behind David right now and I just see a wall of the sources yeah yeah, yeah that's right that's right <laughs> a compendium. A, yeah. a compactness <laughs> of information. Uh, <laughs> very good. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Thank you. Well done, Scotty. That, that, that was an Thank awesome. Thank you, Scott. That was an awesome. You are more than welcome. Scott, we'll continue with you as we go into our uh, uh, Scott, um, golf tips with Scott. Golf tips with Scott. All right. Don't you hate it when you're hitting that golf ball and you hit it into the bunker? Mm-hmm. Such Ooh, a pain. Yep. Especially when they're very high and you're right near the green, you're like, ah, how do I hit out of this without getting stuck in the bunker or then hitting it a mile over the green into the next tee area? Scotty, this is the question we want answers to. Tell us. Mm, It's tough. Well, what I do, and I would say I'm not the best, so it doesn't work every single time, but I would say close to, is spread those legs. Ooh. Get that wide stance happening and lean <laughs> forward. So you want to lean a little bit, you know, forward towards where you're hitting it mm-hmm. and open that club face. So instead of holding it, tilt and it, get that nice face. and open. And you want to hit just before the ball. 
So you open it more so you get that more height. The higher it goes, when it falls down, it's not going to keep rolling. So you want to get that swing right. Hit it just before the ball, and you should get nice underneath it with that open club face and get it up nice and high and plop it onto the green. Now, how uh, much power most of the time for me. Are we, are, we, are we talking a lot of power or just a chip? No, just a real casual swing. Don't try and do much power. Just, you know, whether the distance you might even just do maybe just a half a swing and just, just casual. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple and you'll get a lot of air on it and you'll get backspin and stuff too. So it'll stop it from you accidentally topping it or hitting it and then it going a mile because that's used to always happen to me. But yeah, just that wide stance, um, lean towards where you're wanting to hit it and open that club face. You heard it here first, guys. That is a great wow. tip. Um, Edwards, footy question. Tip. Yes, uh, I'd like to give a footy tip. Did you know the footballs come in different sizes? Yes. I didn't know this. Uh, what is the game size for a, a official football for Victorian rules? Is it seven? It's five. Five, okay. Five. Size five is the size you want if you want to be like the big boys and have the uh, correct football. Yep, you heard it here first. There you go. There's my tip. Yes, David. David. Um, Why? Uh, I think that the other sizes are like if you're smaller, a smaller person or you're practicing like a child's, you know, play football sort of thing, I think. So are they a three or are they a seven? Yeah. No, I think there's a three and a four and, you know. Basketball is still two, don't they? Yeah, basketball is the different sizes. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they definitely do. There you go. I, I, I'm very uneducated in this, so don't question me any further. But no, Thank you very much, Ed. There you go. Size five, you know it's, you know it's match ready. Yeah. <laughs> You Match can ball. pass it to all your favourite footy players. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Mr. David Prince, you and Edward drew a lovely podcast. What oh, is- by exciting news by popular demand, it's going to be back later. <laughs> does, that, does that help? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. Retro, later. and it's the podcast where we talk to an amazing array of interesting people about their cars and the cars of their life. So you can find it on Spotify and YouTube and all your regular podcast platforms. Yeah. Second season is in. In motion. In motion. Oh, nice. Good Good to hear. Good to hear. I'm assuming it's in post-production at this point. Correct. Post-production. Lovely. (laughs) Good to hear. Like and share our Facebook page. It's Car Talk TORQ with Benny J. If you missed any of our previous episodes, they're all up on iTunes, Spotify, or any RSS feed you might have, or wherever you get your podcasting out. So don't forget to subscribe or rate and review to us there so we get higher on those iTunes and chartable rankings. Uh, check out our merch. We've got some merch on our Teespring store. Go to teespring.com and type in Car Talk Store. You can get some merch there which supports the show, or you can support the show by becoming a patron to our Patreon. Hi to our patrons. Um, become, a, become a patron there and support the show there. Gentlemen, always a good time, always a good chat, good discussions, good footy uh, analysis, Edward, and good uh, and good, good um, cricket, good golf tips. Cricket, Dave, you can do cricket. Dave's got cricket. Oh, maybe a long night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I just might consult the bookshelf at the behind yeah. of the <laughs> yeah. Squatting up for next week. Do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you gentlemen honour as always and I'll see you next time take it easy thank you see ya Russell.